so good morning. Hello. Um, we are now on episode... 20. 20. I feel like that's a big thing. 20 is a big thing. 20 is a big thing. But I suppose 21 is even bigger because it's okay. like three weeks. Yeah, it's a day after. <laughs> okay, so good morning. But it is also the 1st of December. Yes, it is. Yes. Yeah. Merry Christmas, everyone. <laughs> yeah, Merry Christmas. So, what are we talking about today? Um, books. Books. So, in keeping with our um, kind of theming the days a little bit more, mm-hmm. Tuesdays is going to be top ten Tuesday. Okay, cool. Um, so this is um, top ten books. Um, my top ten books um, for inspiration for entrepreneurs. Okay, cool. Um, so, I so think... not just existing people in business, but people that are aspire to create yeah. something. Solopreneurs, and... freelancers. Um, anyone that needs a kind of bit of inspirational business boost at the moment. I thought it was a really good time of year to do it because obviously a lot of people are going to be winding down soon and you can get some reading done over over Christmas and get kind of all fired up for for 2021. And reading's super important. Oh, it's huge. um, It makes a massive, massive, massive difference to to your mindset. You know, knowledge is power, right? So the, mm-hmm. the more you can glean from people that have been there and done it yeah. um, and kind of take inspiration from, from their stories yeah. um, is, is all the better. Well, one of the things that, so years and years ago, um, we, we used to do something where we'd meet up with um, some other business owners once a month. Mm-hmm. And because um, we never we reading or consuming anything like anything like that, we just always considered that to be a luxury. We didn't have the time to do it. Yeah, um, I used to like autobiographies, but I ne- I always assumed that like business books would be really like, really dull, dull. and yeah, but, really dull. Yeah. And so we um so we joined this like it was they call it a mastermind group, and the idea of a mastermind group is it sounds way more kind of what's the word is. Pretentious. Pretentious, yeah, <laughs> than it actually is. So a mastermind group is, the concept of it is you have a group of business owners, generally in very diverse businesses, and it's only a small group. It's normally like maybe five, 10 or 12 people, and they will all come together and once a month and effectively just scrutinize your business, mm-hmm. right? Just and scrutinize you and hold you accountable. So if you but say- But also help as well, they're there for advice if, you're, if you've got a particular issue or- Yeah, it's yeah, It's not yeah, just yeah. about <laughs> beating you up each week. Yeah, no, one. yeah. So it's, it's also a case of, right, they can yeah show you some of the tricks that they've learned. Yeah, in, and, support and Because you're not in their industry, you're not a threat. So you're effectively getting the benefits of their experience without- Yeah. There, there's, no, there's no downsides. Well, but, and being a business owner or an entrepreneur can be quite lonely. Oh, because, very much, yeah. You know, your family and friends and stuff don't necessarily understand what you're going through yeah you can't kind of share it with your your staff or your employees so yeah. it's it's a good place to kind of you know come like meet with like-minded people yeah and you can form some great friendships but the reason why I, um, I wanted just to raise that was because prior to starting this uh, starting this mastermind um, experience with these other business owners we hadn't really consumed much in the way of books or anything like that yeah. Too much, as you say, like, like I've read some kind of fancy books and all yeah. that kind of stuff, but nothing really meaningful because I had exactly the same view as you. Yeah. And um, they, what we found though is every month we would attend, there was a handful of the individuals that were there who were just pursuing the consumption of books yeah. like really aggressively. And what, um, one individual in particular was doing uh, using Audible because they hated the idea of sitting down 
and reading a book they're like I haven't got time for that but what I do have is the time to listen to well, they commuted what I'm doing. A lot, didn't they I think yeah they're so always they, in the car yeah, so yeah. Yeah, and they used to just get through like two or three books. Each time we'd see them, they would have done like two or three books yeah. by the time. And the, the growth that we saw in that person yeah. in terms of how they communicated, what they implemented in their business, um, their own personal self-belief, mm. their aspirations, mm. everything. And they would come to the mastermind and I would, I would say that they, within... A very short space of time they soon became one of the most influential people in our group yeah in it because they were able to just share all of this knowledge that they were just consuming yeah like on a really aggressive rapid pace yeah, yeah. right and we watched that and we were just like we need to be doing we need to well be there's doing lots that. of famous people that that advocate reading all the time and bill bill gates reads a book a week yeah um and yeah but um, he's who's he right? what's he done <laughs> what's he done nothing yeah. <laughs> um warren uh, buffett also also does uh i can't remember what he said but he's consumed something like 500 titles i don't know in what time frame but yeah, yeah. Yeah, he he um is is a huge advocate of, of reading and yeah. because as i said earlier knowledge is power so you're you know the more you can consume um you know the more you've you've got in your arsenal really to kind of try different things to experiment in different ways because yeah. if you get onto a certain thread with something you know there's a hundred other books on that same topic that you can just kind of keep going into a deeper well, dive you, yeah and you start to see that there are that there are themes that run through certain things mm-hmm. right whether that be to do with health or spirituality or business or yeah. uh, mindset or any of those things you start to see identify the I've heard this, but I've heard it said in a different way. But yes, I, I, yeah. I get that. I understand that the yeah. fundamental piece that sits behind what they're saying. Yeah. And there's and that only comes, I think, by consuming lots of that kind of content. Yeah. And like I'm personally, I'm not somebody that can sit down and read a book uh, very often at all, primarily because I fall asleep. Like if you give me a book mm. or anything to read, I find it the most relaxing. My eyes aren't great anyway. And I think just the... the effort of sitting and reading mm. is just it just yeah within a within a couple of chapters i'm, I'm ready to have it well i'm slightly different to you because i i do prefer to read a lot of the time mm. unfortunately i don't have the time so that's why i do use audible um yeah. but i probably use it slightly less than you you only use audible really yeah i use it all the time one or two books but mm. but i like to um sometimes i i struggle with audible because you know i'm, I'm listening to something they've said and i'm, I'm kind of chewing that over and thinking about it yeah. and they've, they've moved on <laughs> and yeah, I'm still yeah. listening to that bit so it's nice to be able to read sometimes and like you know underline or if you've got like kindle or whatever to highlight it on the screen so uh, I try and kind of do a combination of the two well they reckon you should um that you, you should study books yeah, right yeah. like you shouldn't just consume like, there's a couple of different approaches right yeah. so I I will if I'm if I'm listening to something on Audible, invariably that's when I'm doing something else. Yeah. I won't just sit on an armchair no, and just no. just listen to an Audible. Yeah. So it'll be while I'm cutting the grass or I'm doing something yeah. else, right? But if there's a book that's really important to me, then I'll go find that. I'll yeah. buy the hardback of it or whatever it is, and then I'll scribble notes across across that. Well, there's whole um, courses and um, you know uh, like masterminds and uh, just learning institutions around a book i yeah. mean think and grow rich oh wow yeah uh, several people have um have set up whole 
industries yeah. based on the, on the teachings on of one book. book. Well, a friend of ours spent a small fortune. I can't remember how much it was, but it was, it was a lot of money where he got really into the Think and Grow Rich book. Yeah. And he flew out to, was it New York or... No, no, no. It was... Um... It was Arizona, I think. Was it? Yeah. Okay, yeah. so he flew out. So he's from the UK. He flew out specifically for this um, Think and Grow Rich study group. Yeah, retreat thing. Yeah, yeah and it was headed up by uh, quite Bob, a famous... Bob Proctor. Yeah, Bob Proctor. And um, have a look at him online if you've never heard of him. He's quite a famous, influential, kind of mindset business guy, right? Yeah. And, um, and this guy spent a lot of money getting there just to do this study and everything else. And one of the principles in Think and Grow Rich is you should not just read that book. You should literally just take a chapter. Isn't it a chapter a month or something yeah. crazy like that? Yeah. It's like you should just completely study that that chapter. And fundamentally, the principle of consuming all of this content is that you've, you've not experienced everything, right? Mm-hmm. It's very... So we're all guilty of falling into the trap of feeling like we're fully formed, mm. that we understand what the world is and how things are and we can work it out ourselves. Mm. But it's a bit like when you buy a franchise, right? When we uh, talk to franchisees in Smiley Booth, um, one of the things that we also always say to candidates before they come on board is like, you're not buying a money printing machine. Yeah. This isn't like a license to print money. What you're buying effectively is a time machine, right? So. By buying into a franchise, what you're doing is you're leapfrogging the next seven years, five, seven years worth yeah. of learning and and working out what works and what doesn't so that you can actually get on with doing a business. we've made mistakes for you. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. We've gone down the dead ends. We've spent yeah. all of that money and you're, you're getting the benefit of that experience. And that's what you get from books, definitely. A hundred percent, but just at a way less cost and yeah. way, way more yeah. accessible route, yeah, and, yeah and obviously a, a wider variety of, of topics yeah so if there's a challenge that you're dealing with right now whether it be money mindset spirituality family relationships yeah health and fitness the easiest most like recognizable tangible way you can make a change in your life is just start consuming books mm. aggressively consuming it because um, it will it will transform your life. Yeah, it, yeah. Will, it will transform how you see the world. It will transform the actions you take, and ultimately the success you have in life. Right. Yeah. And and the other thing is, if you um if you if you are somebody that would rather kind of listen to Audible or something, um, there is also uh, things like Blinkist and Four Minute Books, and there's there's quite a few of them where they are um like book summary websites. Yeah. So um, if you haven't got the time, or I use it just to see about a book. So yeah. if, if I've heard about a book and I, and, and I think, oh, that might be worth a go, am I going to spend my precious Audible credit on it? Yeah. Um, <laughs> then, you know, I will often look at something like Four Minute Books or Blinkist to get a synopsis. Because the, the reviews and stuff on Amazon or Audible or whatever are helpful, but obviously they're very kind of people's personal opinion yeah. you'll get a five-star review and then a one-star review and you're like oh um yeah. so i, I kind of like these synopses because they just give you a flavor of what's what's in the book and then you can kind of decide yeah well some books to. can be a lot of padding yes, right exactly. so there can be like one core message and then the rest is just they've got them they've got to write yeah. fifteen thousand words mm-hmm. or thirty thousand words or whatever it is so some of it is just padding and repetitive as well some people can just re- repeat the same messages yeah over over. but you've also got to be careful though because um one of the reasons why i don't use the kind of shortened versions like the synopsis versions yeah. is because there are certain books that I've um, 
well, blitz scaling is one of those, right? Mm-hmm. So I just recently um, looked at a book called Blitz Scaling and, and went through that. And there were there were subjects and topics. So he took me down in that book that had I seen a synopsis, I would never have oh, gone okay. down. But I could. There were learnings in that that I could re- that resonated with me that, right. that gave me ideas. And that's the other thing, books and the consumption of them just. They, they get your imagination firing. You can you can start seeing, like you get these moments of in, in, inspiration where you're like, I could use that in the business. Yeah. I could get, or I could change this part of my life. And you have to be, you, you have to have that as a regular practice in your life. Yeah. Every week, it's like, what are you going to do? It's like, there's some key things that you should do in your life every week, right? One, you've got to maintain your health. Two, don't eat or drink too many bad things in that day, right? Yeah. Don't be mean to a bunch of people, right? <laughs> Make some money if you can during that. And the other is, is improve yourself in some way, shape or form, whether that's your knowledge or your mindset. And books feed into that really nicely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And there's a direct correlation between all of those things as well. Yeah. You know, um, if you're working on your self-development, then the other things should come quite naturally in lots of ways. Well, I think a lot of people function <laughs> on... Um, the lessons they learned as a kid or a young adult, mm. right? Mm-hmm. And they've, they've been given this kind of lens of the world and the framework of the world in a, at a very early age. Yeah. And they're still functioning from that same paradigm in their 30s, 40s, 50s yeah, and everything yeah. else, right? Because there's, they've never adopted a new paradigm. Yeah. It's just, okay, this is how, how I've been taught the world is, so that's all it is. Yeah, yeah. And what books do is they challenge that back. So your 10 then. Let's get on with it. Yes. <laughs> So I haven't, um, disclosure, full disclosure, I, one, I am not um, sponsored for any of these books to mm-hmm. mention these books, um, and two, I haven't read all these books. There's a couple on this list that I want to read. These are um, your wish list as well as yes, your they're, they're, yeah. they're books that I've done a, some research on, and they're set on my wish list on Audible. I just haven't got around to, to listening to them yet. So the first one is one of those. Uh, so number 10, uh, we'll be going 10 to 1, um, is Grit. Um, The full title of that is The Power of Passion and Perseverance. It's by a lady called Angela Duckworth, who is um, a researcher and professor. Right. Um, And it's all about the fact that um, grit and determination and effort trumps talent. Right, okay. Um, that you you don't have to have some inane talent at something that... And I think you said this the other day. I can't remember who you said it. Um, uh, Malcolm Gladwell yeah, talks like about... Yeah, like the 10,000 hours thing. Yeah, so another book, yeah, right? But yeah. uh, he talks about that you have to, to be an expert at something, highly skilled at something. It, it's You just you have to put a minimum of 10,000 yeah. hours into that. And then that's what expert level is. So yeah. irrespective that you might have a talent yeah. of some form, I. Because I, I don't know what your version of talent is, but my idea of talent is that in some way, shape or form, either mentally or physically, the, the job's slightly easier for you. Yeah, yeah, right? an, an actual affinity to it. Yeah, like yeah. if I was, like, I'm five foot seven, right? Mm-hmm. So... You're not going to be a basketball Exactly, player. right? <laughs> I think there is a guy. There's yeah, a couple of guys. You, right? Yeah. There you go, grit. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But the reality, yeah. But the reality is that I'm not gifted... Yeah. To be going down that road, yeah. right? Um, maybe a coal miner I'd be better at. But yeah, so that's how I see talent, same yeah. mentally and things like that. Yeah, so. absolutely. Um, and um, But she takes all walks of life, um, so not just business. Um, she, she does interview lots of um, highly successful people, um, like the 
see current CEO of JP Morgan and people like that, right. but also um, she takes uh, uh, the forces, people in the forces, uh, athletes, even like kids in, uh, that have done their spelling bee, you know, in America right. where yeah, they yeah, do yeah, these spelling yeah. bees. Um, so she takes all sorts of walks of life um, and kind of culminates all this research. So the, the reason it's number it's number 10 on my on my 10 is because it is a little bit research heavy rather than um, story based, right. which is what I normally prefer. Mm-hmm. Um, but the, the kind of synopsis and all the reviews that I've read on it do just say that how inspiring it is, because if it, it doesn't matter who you are, where you've come from, if you just put that effort in, um, that that will trump talent or background or you know preference or, or whatever it is at, um, and, and I think that that's a really important message for now because we've all kind of been knocked on our ass a bit this year yeah. um, but it's the ones that put in the effort and the grit and the determination that are going to get back up yeah, um, there's and, a, and move past everybody else. Yeah, I mean, I mentioned him the other day, mm. but uh, Will Smith, there's a um, one of his famous interviews is um, like in the earlier days of his fame was um, his idea of working hard and grafting. He's, he's, he's like, I'm the first on set, I'm the last to leave. He said, I might not be the most talented person mm. out there, the most gifted person mm. out there, but I will um, outwork anybody yeah i i heard a quote uh, or this clip of something he'd said about um like if he's how competitive he is yeah and he said that if you put him on a treadmill with a bunch of other people he'll die on that treadmill before he gets off before anyone else well because grit (laughs) is is the ability to work hard but it's also to endure right it's it's also the ability to just when things are uncomfortable and difficult it's the ability to just keep pushing no matter what yeah you know and um yeah, and that's life, right? That's yeah. that's in everything you do. Yeah, absolutely. So yeah, grit, um, Angela Duckworth, number ten, um, and the, the kind of um, byline underneath the book is inspiration for non geniuses everywhere, which I really like. She's definitely us. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah. Um, and so uh, number nine. Where did I put number nine? Number nine. Um, number nine is the other one that I, I haven't read yet, um, but is so relevant for now, um, mm-hmm. and we have. Both of us read a book that I think is quite similar. Um, but the book that I haven't read is um, No Rules Rules, okay. which is Netflix and the Culture of Reinvention um, by Reed Hastings, which is the uh, CEO of Netflix. And he's written it with a, a lady called Erin Mayer, who's, again, a researcher, uh, kind of um, right. uh, academic, who's yeah. written it with him. But yeah, the, the Netflix culture, I've actually um, put some of it in, oh, I just left a note on my phone, um, I didn't know this, and this is why I'm kind of fascinated to uh, to read it. But the way the Netflix culture is is all against the the, the rules, as it were, right. of having a business. Like, um, they've com- there's unlimited holiday for staff. Really? Yeah. There's no <laughs> like everybody listening to this is like, right? I'm going <laughs> yeah, to go. I was going to say, we should go work because they're probably doing amazingly well. Right yeah, now. yeah. Of course they are. Absolutely. Yeah. Yes. There's unlimited um, holidays. Right. Um, yeah. They've abolished any kind of uh, financial approvals. Um, really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. They've um, so they all arrive at work in brand new Teslas. Yeah, and... yeah. It's um, there's they uh, don't um, they 
they don't want you kind of trying to please the boss. They just right. want you doing your own thing. Yeah. Um, they uh, talk about radical honesty in on the, <laughs> the work floor. So, uh, so yeah, I, I'm re- and our hard work is irrelevant is the very first one. Really? Time. Yeah, so I, I'm really fascinated to read this book. Yeah. I, I've seen... So this pe- might be the last ever podcast that we do. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's like... We're just going to go work in it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but, yeah, I mean, it's obviously a, a ridiculously successful um, business. Not just now, but if you think where they came from that's amazing yeah because they were love film originally weren't they yeah so they so back in the day um obviously those who are in their 30s and 40s um will will remember really well blockbuster yeah and that was a dominant player on the marketplace that was like the idea i mean the reality is there are people in their 20s now Mm. who and younger who think you did what? You got you wanted to watch a movie, so you get in the car, you drive down the road to the blockbuster store, you walk up and down looking at these cases yeah. of movies yeah. and you'd talk about what yeah. to watch and then find and then you'd rent it, you'd you take it home, put it into a box, yeah. a video player or a CD player, or whatever. Or anything like that, you'd get fined. Yeah, well, this is to it. Bring it back. <laughs> well, this is it. And then you get fined for not taking it. But then you'd have to drive it back. And, <laughs> yeah. and it was like, so a lot of younger people who listen to this would be like, that's the most ludicrous, ridiculous idea. Yeah, yeah. But back in the day, that was the method you watched movies. Yeah. And, it, and old or new, like it would be movies going back decades yeah. that you could hire there. So, the cheaper ones. <laughs> the cheaper ones. So what Netflix did is um, the guy Love Film. They started it was, with Love Film. Yeah. Didn't they? yeah. Um, what he realised was there was a lot of anger against blockbusters about these fines yeah. because um, everybody was complaining about it, and when it was a massive revenue driver well, and you for didn't have blockbuster, to, you didn't want to have to go there. Physically. Exactly. So that was the other thing, wasn't it? Because Love Film was all post. Yeah, we used post. to get Love Film, yeah, yeah, right? Yeah, so because and we thought, how is that possible, yeah. right? So what we used to do with Love Film is you used to have. You used to look at, right, okay, what films can I get from that film? And you choose as a subscription. You pay a monthly subscription. And their byline was, you'd never have to pay a fine. Like, you just send it back when you send it back. And once you send it back, you can get another film. And it was like, this is crazy. And and you used to just get in the post uh, a little parcel with your your CD in it. And it was literally no glamour. There was no, like, flashy parcels. It was literally opened it up and it was a little plastic envelope, see-through envelope, with a CD inside, DVD, DVD yeah. inside, with the print of the film. Yeah. There was no like glamorous casing, nothing, nothing flash about it at all. And the moment you sent it back, you can then get another one. And it was absolute genius because from a cons- customer point of view, it was a complete no-brainer. Yeah. You were spending less money overall because you weren't paying fines. Yeah. You weren't having to go to like, sure. drive to Blockbuster. Yeah. It was the first subscription model, really, wasn't it? Or one of the first, when you think there's quite a few now for all sorts of different things. That was definitely one of the first. Yeah, and it just... And now, obviously... I mean, he saw... In fact, he's mentioning the Blitz Scaling um, book. And um, he, the guy behind uh, Love Film and Netflix, he he knew that the future would be what we use Netflix for now. Um, He just said that that's that's where this business is going but he was so early in the curve yeah. that um he he was just playing a waiting game so all okay. everything that he was doing was building to be ready for what how we now consume netflix oh, but really he had that vision years ago yeah no i'm i'm really excited to to read that one that's yeah. next on my list um and um the book that i 
referred to that you and I have read that um, I think has probably got a similar nature as Delivering Happiness by Tony Heche. Oh, the guy from... Um, Zappos. Zappos, Because yeah. obviously he took a very basic idea, which was people trying, again, ha- having to go to the shop to try on your shoes. Yeah, yeah, and, yeah. And he did a mail order shoe subscription or... or I don't know. No, it's not a subscription, is it? It's so, just mail order shoes. Yeah, so he... So he'd made his money somewhere else. I can't remember what it was in, but he'd made a load of money, um, and and he he went into investing. And he met it was Zappos, the shoe retail idea was it was basically a couple of guys I think that mm-hmm. they were pitching the idea mm-hmm. for investment, and he kind of came along and saw it. I might be misremembering this. It's a few years ago since I read the book, but great book yeah, is. Yeah, yeah. Um, and he saw it and he he was like, this is a really interesting idea. And he was like, how big, because this is one of my big takeaways from that, was how big is the market opportunity? Yeah. And I can't remember what it was, but it was like, say it was 4 billion, yeah. right? It was in shoe retail, right? He was like, all we have to do is get a tiny percentage of that market yeah. space and we've got a really profitable model. Yeah. And um, But again, it's bre- massively breaking the rules because yeah. it's just something I would never think would be possible via mail order because yeah. you know you have to try them on yeah so exactly. you're just like how would that ever work well they had a pro- it, it yeah and they had a philosophy of a bit like the um love film model where it was just take all the pain from the yeah, customer exactly. out and like just order the shoes if you don't like them or they don't yeah. fit or whatever just send it back like, well, that's why it's called delivering happiness because they really really empowered their staff yeah um to to make the customer really happy for yeah, whatever yeah, yeah. it took. And I remember one example of the uh, book yeah, I know where what you say. Yeah. Um, I think somebody calls up for, for like just a prank call yeah. for a pizza delivery. Yeah. And and the person that answers the phone at Zappos organises it for organizes them. Organises the whole pizza. Yeah. Gets them the whole pizza. Yeah, because the <laughs> culture behind the whole company was always do, you do whatever it takes to make the customer yeah, happy. Yeah, wow, like, the customer. Yeah, yeah, it's not about financial or anything yeah. like that. It's like that customer needs to be walking away going, they're amazing. Which, which Disney do as well, don't they? Yeah. That's, that's something that they teach at Disney. But that's a good example, actually. That Delivering Happiness book is a really good example of um, how you can consume books and get completely different takeaways from why, why you might initially be picking them up, right? Because... Like, I personally am not interested in shoes. No, no, I'm right? not. No. And, and I wasn't really... And, and a lot of people pick up that book because they think... Because he, he was um, somebody who was a, uh, like a world leader on building an amazing culture in his company. Yeah. And he was recognised for that. And, um, like, and we only had a tiny, tiny little business. Yeah, so yeah, yeah. the idea of cultural management and all this kind mm-hmm. of stuff, that wasn't the reason. Yeah. But... So, but see, when you're in this process of consuming books all the time, it doesn't. You don't have to think too hard about why you're picking up a book. It's just like, okay, that sounds vaguely interesting. I'll try that one. Mm. And one of the big takeaways from that book for me was this concept of fishing in a really big pond. Mm-hmm. Like that analogy that he uses about, I only need to have a very tiny percentage of this market space to make a lot of money yeah, yeah. for us to be able to do really well. Yeah. And at the time, we were like we were looking at different strategies and we were looking in very small ponds. Yeah. And it was like, we'd have to be the dominant people mm-hmm. in that market space to make not even a lot of money, just a little bit yeah, of money. Yeah. And that was way harder than being a tiny player in a big marketplace. Yeah. And that was the, so that's the thing. Isn't it? Well, sometimes but, being the big player is easy, but 
but you've got nowhere else to go. You know, yeah. you, you hit the ceiling and there's nothing more you can really do. Yeah, yeah. So, um, so yeah, there's a lot more opportunity in, in the in the latter, yeah. like being a smaller player. So, um, yeah, that's a great suggestion. <clears throat> number eight is The Five Second Rule by Mel Robbins. No relation of Tony Robbins. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and Although she does sit in the... Um, Mindset, motivation, yeah, I know. Space, <laughs> Even right? more reason why no relation. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but um, Mel Robbins is really interesting, and she's she's now got her own um, kind of uh, Oprah style TV kind of show, which yeah. is which is kind of cool. Um, she's quite a big personality, isn't yes, she? Yes, she is. Um, but I I love. I really like hearing kind of rags to riches stories. Yeah. Um, you know, people that have been through adversity or whatever, and then kind of come through and come out the other side. Especially when we're all struggling in difficult times like 2020 it's, yeah. it's I find really inspiring to kind of hear these kind of stories yeah. um, and Mel um, had um, her husband had a couple of restaurants I believe yeah that's right and yeah. I can't remember what she oh yeah she was a TV presenter radio presenter something like that she right. she was trying to work in or and wasn't doing all that well she wasn't particularly successful in no. whatever that was yeah she, yeah, she, she, was, quite... she was frustrated in, in what she was doing and, and his two restaurants were failing yeah. um and so they were kind of staring at bankruptcy and she had a bit of a drinking problem and she was just kind of putting her head in the sand and just just not dealing with life i think they did go bankrupt didn't they didn't they I'm lose not, i'm not 100 uh, sure i think they might have done. remember I them yeah I, th- I remember it going it just Got lower and lower yeah. and lower, and they just basically ended up in a quite a mess. Yeah, basically. But like, so life was was very much getting on top of them. She was kind of um, drinking at night, like finding it really difficult to get up in the morning. She, they, I think she's got three kids. She was yeah. like, you know, she'd get up at the last minute, shout at them all, get them in the car, get them to yeah. school, and it was she was just on this kind of treadmill of life really sucking and not. Yeah, working. and she was in her either thirties <laughs> or forties at this 40s, point. Forties, yeah. forties, um, and. Um, and then she saw on TV for some uh, unknown reason. I, I, I don't know what the program was or why it was on there, but um, a uh, something to do with um, rocket lifting, uh, rocket launch. Right. Um, yeah. I don't know if it was current or if it was a replay of something in the past. I don't know. But she just heard. She wasn't paying attention. It was on in the background. But she just heard the five, four, three, two, one yeah. of the of the rocket booster going, and something clicked with her that I just need to give myself that rocket boost yeah. to get to change things. Yeah. And then she's built this entire philosophy called the five second rule. So it's nothing to do with the game or, or when you drop something on the floor and pick it up. Yeah, yeah. I don't know about the game, but <laughs> yeah, I know about the well. food thing. Yeah, there's yeah. nothing to do with that. But she, if she's, if anything she doesn't want to do, she gives herself, she counts down in her head, five, right. four, three, two, one. And um, so the next morning after hearing this, she was laying in bed, alarm went off, didn't want to face the world again, as has happened, had had happened every day yeah um and she just went five four three two one and got up and then before she knew it she was like oh i'm up yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> and then um and then she just did that throughout her day with any kind of difficult thing she went five four three two one and it became this real big thing yeah. um and the aside from her book which is a great book her ted talk went like stratospheric yeah and that's nuts. what that's what made her well that's how we found her right? yeah originally. that's how most people find her she did this TED Talk, um, it was only a TEDx talk, it wasn't even a, a one of yeah. the, the more kind of official ones. Um, and she yeah, did... sorry, just for those that are wondering, it, you should definitely check it. I think they have TED Talks on Netflix. They but do. that's something yeah. you should definitely check out because it's... Ted, mm. They have them on Netflix now, they have them on YouTube, you can get podcast. Um, I'm subscribed to the Daily TED Talk podcast. Oh, are you really? Yeah, you can get um, on email, you can get like a, a 
uh, like a, a synopsis again of the ones that you're interested in. So they're everywhere it's now. Normally like, it's normally people with, who've got a fascinating kind of story or experience that they share. And um, like, so you have TED Talk, which is, if you imagine that's kind of, I don't know, the Disney world. Yeah, and then the TEDx's are like your local Disneyland's. Yeah, like they're well, they're, the local they're like versions. regional organised ones. Um, yeah. Whereas the the main one is is more kind of high not high caliber people because every, everyone on it is fascinating. But, yeah, yeah. Um, more kind of like well known, established yeah. people. And then the TEDx is is a safer, more for kind of regional. But she did the TEDx talk, and um, and yeah, it just exploded on YouTube. Yeah. Um, and that's that's how she became um quite well known, and and obviously her business and etc has just um taken off from there. But yeah, she's a fascinating woman to uh, to to watch and to listen to. It's very relatable, isn't she? Yeah. Um, but her book. She reads the book, which is um, often the case on Audible, and and as you say, she's very relatable, and um, and it's just it's just really a, a good listen, and yeah. and I I started to use it. Five is actually a little bit too long for me because I can talk myself out of something in five seconds, yeah. but I've done it with three, two, one. Right. Um, like if I, and just and it, just taking the next step, like. Um, I've done it several times with running. If I don't yeah. want to go for a run and I'm yeah. kind of talking myself out of it in my head, mm-hmm. I'm just like, three, two, one, go put your shoes on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And by the time I've got my shoes on, it's like, three, two, one, just walk out the door. And yeah, then I'm yeah, out yeah. the door, I'm like, three, two, one, well, you might as well start running. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and then by the time you, you you know it, you've done it. Yeah. Um, and it, it is such a simple process, but it does really work. Yeah, and she's very easy to listen to. Yeah. And as I say, she's very relatable. She's like, you you really get the sense that that she's been there, she's like been where you are, you've and she, she's had these challenges come out the other side, yeah. and that's and I think in a world nowadays where we're constantly given all these messages about overnight successes and yeah, yeah. millions created like if you haven't created made yourself a multimillionaire by the time you're twenty one then it's too late and all this kind yeah, of stuff yeah. it's in fact sorry on that note most of the successes most of the uh, biggest successes in business and everything else have happened to individuals that are north of 40. Yeah, yeah. Right? The, 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 in terms of average age range. And there's a huge chunk of them that weren't even in any kind of enterprise before mm-hmm. starting. Yeah. I think like things like KFC and that, they were in their 60s he was before in, then. Yeah, he's like 65, I think. Yeah, and I think that's the same for the McDonald's guy, late 50s, 50s or 60s, think, yeah. yeah. So um, if you are listening to this and you're in your 30s and 40s or 50s or whatever... And you're thinking time's gone. That's nonsense. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. Yeah, they should be a book on that. Yeah, they really <laughs> should, right? They probably yeah, is. Yeah, um, Okay, so excuse my language in the next one, but um, the subtle art of not giving a fuck <laughs> by Mark Manson. Um, again, a brilliant book. A really an unusual one for me because I'm normally kind of I quite like my self help um, positivity kind of yeah, thing. Yeah. Um, well, and you don't tend to swear. <laughs> well, only when the children annoy me. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but um, yeah, he so he kind of like poo poos self help a little bit and positivity. Right. He, he kind of reigns on that parade a little bit, but it's it's really interesting, like the psychology within the book, because he cause he kind of tricks you a little bit. He's blinding mm. you by this kind of profanity and and just being a bit vulgar. But, but yeah, because how many times does he use the f word? Quite a lot. Yeah. <laughs> but the um, but the values piece inside right. it is really interesting, and it's it's 
Um, it's all about kind of coming back to your core values. And if you're whining about social media bo- is bothering you or the news is bothering you, and it's like, well, why do you give a fuck? Yeah. yeah like, yeah. come back to your core values. Ignore all of that. Right. It should be about what's important for you and yours. Or, as we've said before, what's going to move the boat faster, another good book. Um, but it's, yeah, it, it it comes kind of back to this simplicity. Yeah. Um, and and these kind of core values that you that you should live your life by. Right. And basically not give a fuck about anything else. Yeah, because it's interesting, because I haven't read that book. No. You've read that yeah. book. And we said on yesterday's episode, uh, is it yesterday or the day before? I think it might be day before. Um about not being a people pleaser. Yes, yeah. And um, you you recognise that in yourself, yeah. right, all the time. You, mm-hmm. In fact, you're always beating yourself up. Like, yeah. you worry about, like, are they okay? And uh, are they happy? And should, should we be doing more for them and everything yeah. else? Yeah. And uh, um, so when you saw that book came up, you were yeah. like, this is the remedy for not being a people pleaser. And that's the beauty of books, yeah. right? It's like, if you've got a thing that drives you nuts about yourself, yeah. it's like someone else has been there. Yes. And can give you and tell you how to get out of it. Well, so. and again, it's a very um, he's he reads it on Audible, and he's a he's a very interesting, listenable, relatable character. Yeah. Um, and as I say, the don't if 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 you're if you don't like swearing, don't let the profanity put you off because yeah. it it is he's extremely clever and and he's just kind of using that to shock you into listening yeah. to him. Basically. And I I particularly like audio, many well most of the Audible books that I ever pick up tend to be the guy that's written the book or the girl that's written the book reading the audible. Yeah, yeah. And that's so much better than when you have, like, some random yeah. reading it out. Because yeah, yeah, yeah. you can... They they get how it feels. Yes. Because they've written it. Yes, so. yeah, absolutely. Um, so that was number seven. I don't know if I said that. Um, number six um, is the last one that I haven't read, but you have. And it's on my wish list because... You've talked about it several times and you've told me kind of I really hope I can it. remember it now. <laughs> uh, which is Shoe Dog by Phil oh, Knight, yeah. which is the uh, founder of Nike. Yeah, so um, the, the, yeah, the whole thing about Nike, I've, I've been a bit of a Nike fan forever. Mm-hmm. Um, a lot of my running stuff tends to be Nike yeah. and all that kind of stuff. But I didn't really know anything about the company at all. And... When you're either starting out in business or in very small business, sometimes the stories of large business, um, you think, well, how would they possibly relate to yeah. anything I'm going through? But that that book, Shoe Dog, is awesome because it talks about, he goes into the detail of where they started, where the idea came from, and how um, and the problems they had from like beginning to end, like where he ends up. And yeah, because lots skip over that don't they they tell oh, you the yeah. hard luck story at the beginning and then all of a sudden the success in the end, like, well, yeah. how did you get there well again going back into the takeaways of uh, the power of books and what you learn yourself like what messages you get from it for me personally one of the biggest takeaways from that book was um that just because you're, su- you're succeeding for, like from the outside looking in when people are going that guy's making loads of money and he's doing brilliantly right now and the business is flying and all this kind of stuff and they, they haven't got any financial worries anymore. Yeah. And it's like, the thing that book taught me was the problems don't go away. Mm. Like with scale and as, as your business grows and the money goes with it, so does the size of the problems. And he like talks in the beginning about how his like certain issues and how they had to find money to be able to get some, something across the line and how really hard and stressful that was and, and the risk associated with it. And you, 
as a small business owner, I, like myself, I was like, listen to the that's a, I can relate to that. That sounds really stressful. And then you think he's made it down the road and then there's another jeopardy, sense of jeopardy with an enormous bill, an enormous like, and, and part of the problem for me when I was um, listening to it was I was like, those that sum of money that he has to find to solve that problem is not something he can just go to the bank for anymore. No. He can't, nobody's going to go, oh, it's all right, here's, here's a check, I'll sort you out. <laughs> yeah. Like the, and, and so the problem's not only a bigger problem because of the size of money, but the number of solutions available to solve that problem yeah. are now far, far smaller because yeah. of sums. Of, and it was a real realisation for me. I was like, oh, there's no easy. No. Like, it never gets easier or, or anything like that. That, in fact, your tenacity and resilience has to keep growing yeah, with some, you. I, I can't remember who says that. Someone says it never gets easier, you get better. Yes. Yeah. yeah. I don't know who and that then, is. Well, there's another saying like that, which is, um, don't, it's something along the lines of, don't wish times were easier, make... Wish or don't wish were... for less problems, wish wish for better solutions. Or yeah, we're just going to keep taking that phrase <laughs> and just keep chucking our own mess at it. And we said it. it. Yeah, yeah. It's Give our it, yeah. phrase. Kate and Lee's. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, it's great. Shoe Dog, I, I highly recommend it just in terms of the how inspiring... Like when you think in, some, in certain cases he was... He'd made it in a lot of people's eyes at certain mm. points, but he kept just putting everything on the line because he knew that he could he, the company needed to evolve and grow. Well, that's what people have to do. I mean, I, I've um, read the the first uh, Jeff Bezos um, autobiography. Uh, he's just done another one recently. I, I, I should get on my list, That actually. photo of him that was taken by yeah. his wife, of him sat behind the desk yeah. with the Amazon on the, written yeah, on the yeah, wall. Yeah. It's amazing. Yeah, he... Um, I think it's like seven or eight years before they're anywhere near break even and he just keeps pushing, pushing, pushing and yeah. his team constantly are just like, why? What, yeah. what, when's enough enough? But yeah. obviously, I mean, look at it now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's insane. Yeah. Um, so... I think he's the richest man on the planet. Yeah, he is. He is, he is. Um, what was that? That was number... That was six. Six. Number five. Um, <laughs> I haven't written these in order. That's why I'm like, huh? <laughs> <laughs> It's very slick. Now that nothing I do is in order. <laughs> it's just my brain fires off. Um, the obstacle is the way, Ryan oh, Holiday. Yes. We, uh, we've talked about that on another podcast. Uh, the reason it's on my list is because I think it's an exceptional... It's only number five. <laughs> it's an exceptional book, book for, for this year. Um, yeah. You know, if, um, if 2020 has kind of battered you around the head a bit, um, trying to find kind of reasons for for what you've gone through or are going through um is is really important and the obstacles away is a really good look way of looking at it you know that that thing that's kind of thrown you off course is, is there for a reason and you know which what way round are you going to go what new direction are you going to take well it's also yeah it's not just the reason thing it's like so the obstacle away is written but it's basically taking statements um, or stories written by or the diaries of even the uh, what they call the stoics so marcus aurelius and people like that so greek philosophers and um and um emperors roman emperors mm -hmm. and things like that they would keep these these journals effectively or and the musings of life yeah. yeah and what is the meaning of life and of course back then Lives were really tough, yeah, right? Yeah. There's um, like losing children or like starving to death and all these yeah. kind of things, war, poverty and all these kind of things. 
that was a real daily grind, mm-hmm. right? That was something that was that was going to be hitting them. And so there's certain individuals, the Stoics, there's their kind of reference, who just literally just used to just think about life, think about, well, how is that? And, and they think about it in terms of how it's formed their character. Yeah. Like the challenges, like what challenges are have hit them and then, okay, well, how have I grown as a person because of that? And how should I respond to yeah, but it's this? It's rooted in that, but there's also a lot of modern day stories in there as well. Isn't yeah. It? It's, not, it's not all based on kind of, because that could, could be seen as unrelatable, but there's, yeah, you're right. there's lots of modern day stories relating well, to it. Well, what it does is it, it brings forward the idea that stoicism is something that we all have. Yes, we like, just lost a little bit. Yeah, we yeah. just don't identify it because yeah. a lot of the time we, it's not something that's introduced to us in our education unless you are going to some form of philosophy studies or anything yes. like that. Yeah. But um, the, it was massively important for us when we, we got introduced to that book. I think a friend of ours recommended it to us because at the time we got recommended it, we were going through a really tough time. Mm. And, um, and we were finding that there were challenges ahead of us and we were just like I, I, they seem insurmountable yeah. and a friend of ours said you should read the obstacle there's a way and the whole principle is yeah there is an obstacle but you need to get over it yes. you need to yeah. you need to learn to find the fortitude to get through and that we both reread it at the beginning of this or earlier in this year when everything went a bit yeah wrong. we <laughs> yeah we both picked that it was one of the fundamental things that helped us like navigate this year yeah. keep our relationship completely yeah normal and with what we would normally um, yeah. be and uh, yeah it's really important it's just book. about finding your inner inner strength isn't it yeah really? and yeah. ryan Ho- holiday is it holiday? holiday ryan holiday uh, narrates the book and uh, he does it brilliantly and uh, he's got a great instagram account as well oh, and, yeah know. really good uh, he's just completely in the stoicism way tim ferris by the way is somebody who also is a big proponent for Stoicism. So, if you've ever read any of his books, He's on my list. Ah, okay, we'll come to that. In a <laughs> we'll minute. come to that but, one. Yeah. Um, okay, so uh, number four. Uh, number four is a three for one because um, number four is actually the the Russell Brunson um, secret series. Who, who Kate is a bit of a fan <laughs> at, at the moment. moment yeah. yeah. Um, and uh, so his first book was Dot Com Secrets. And then Expert Secrets and Traffic Secrets. And I haven't read the middle one. I haven't read Expert Secrets, but I have read Dot Com Secrets. I've physically got the book for that one. And I've just finished listening to Traffic Secrets. Um, yeah, which I've just picked up. You've so. dipped in and out. And that's what, that's the beauty of his books, is that you, you don't need to actually read from beginning to end. You can literally dip into chapters, right. because, especially with Traffic Secrets, because... They are self-contained about one particular marketing topic. Right. Um, so um, they're designed very much to be playbooks um, so that you, you, you know what I mean by playbooks. No. So, um, so the uh, American football um, analogy, they have oh, okay, playbooks okay, where yeah. they have play by play that, they, yeah, that yeah. the team work through. And so these are designed to be like that. So if you need a particular, like, oh, I really need to know what I'm doing with my Instagram business, Instagram account, um, how am I I going to improve that? Go look at the Instagram chapter. Do you see what I mean? So um, that's what I like about them because you you can refer back to them when you you need to. And even though things like Instagram change dramatically, he teaches, like, the core principles rather than the latest new way you can do something yeah. so that it, it become it's not timeless i would say because social media does change but it's it's certainly relevant for a good few years it's not like only a fad for that couple well of months. and he's not some guy that's just 
written a bunch of books because he knows a lot about marketing. Mm. Like he's definitely walked the walk. Because I was very surprised when you told me his background. Because he, he's... Um, well, he he was a he was a wrestler in, in college, but but his background in terms of marketing, like we call ourselves marketing geeks, we're nothing compared to this. No. He um at literally age twelve, he used to um he saw something like a a late night um infomercial on, right. on American TV and um and was fascinated by how these people sold and he would study these they the sales pitches at and, 12 yeah at 12 <laughs> and okay. then he used to get all the um direct uh, marketing mail junk sent yeah. to him um and he and he would study those all the marketing messages within and he'd literally come home from school and his parents would be like oh there's all Russell's junk mail and it was like piles of uh, marketing messages and he says he genuinely doesn't know where that come came no. from it wasn't like he had this real need to make money he had, his, he had a fairly comfortable childhood it wasn't he didn't want for anything well, it's not like as a child money's even a thing that you think well it about could very be much, if you were in you know extreme poverty it might be right. something but he, he doesn't have like a big hard luck story he just he just was obsessed with it he, yeah. he found it fascinating and just kind of reverse engineered it all as mm. to how how it works and then has built a ridiculously successful company. Yeah, because how much he's personally worth a lot. And, uh, yeah, I mean, they, I, I think he built something like a three hundred million dollar empire or something like that. Something well, that's just one. Of, I mean, the ClickFunnels is his most favorite, fam- famous product, right? Uh, which is a funnel building software for um, marketing funnels, right? Um, and if you don't know what we mean by funnels, it's when um, you know customers come in the top end of your funnel um, well, an inquiry or whatever like it is, yeah. AdWords or Facebook marketing and um, and then you funnel them to buy this product from you and yeah. then you funnel them to buy something else and, yeah. and it's what kind of comes out of the bottom um, so that, that's that's what the term marketing funnels is um, and yeah it, but that was very complicated to do because um, right. you'd have your website and this yeah, and that and you'd yeah, have yeah. to pull in your payment and it was very complicated he built software or him and his team built software that does all that for you yeah. so that that, that's his most famous product, but he's got hundreds of companies really that he's yeah. been building since with other people and on his own since he was a kid. Yeah, and he's and that's the beauty of these types of books is because you're getting the insights from somebody who's walked the walk, done it, and they're especially with that type of book. Whereas Shoe Dog is more like kind of well, here's the story of my rags to riches, yeah. and yeah. and here are the challenges I had specific to Nike. Yeah, but with the dot com secrets yeah. and um, well, all of those three books. Um, his philosophy is: I'm going to show you how to do this thing yeah. and what our results were, and this is how you should do it. Yeah. And that's it's been a really interesting read. Yeah, isn't it's it, quite an un- unusual books in that way. I think um, the only other person I've kind of come across that does a similar thing, I think, are the Daniel, Daniel Priestley books. Right. Okay. Um, that often, you know, describe how to do something, how to do a yeah. principle rather than just tell you a story. Um, yeah. But it, he, but again, he, Russell reads the books and he's very listenable. He's very, um, um... <laughs> he speaks a million miles an hour and gives you a huge amount of information. So you do need to kind of listen a few times a lot of the time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, the, 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 the trilogy, um, the, the secrets trilogies, not to be confused with The Secret, the famous book, um, uh, is uh, in Russell Brunson, so that's number four. Um, number three um, is The 4-Hour Workweek by Tim Ferriss. Amazing book. Yeah. Um, so this kind of came at number three for me. It's a 
book like this. It's a big chunky book. Um, what the four hour work week? Yeah. No. Oh no, that's his other You're one. You're thinking isn't it? of Tools of the Titans. Uh, Tools of the Titans. Yeah, which that's probably a... make your list. Yeah, that's an amazing. <laughs> no, book. sorry, it's not a big book. It's a, it's a, it's it's a little book. book. It is a little book, but it's um. But it should be a big book. It's got lots of <laughs> lots of information yeah. in it. Now, I remember reading, I don't know if you remember this, but I remember we both read, I think, um, The Four Hour Work Week when we were on holiday in a caravan park <laughs> with, right. um, I think it was, I think it was with both kids. It may have actually just been with Annabelle. Maybe I think it was Annabelle. Zach it was before along. Zach, yeah. And, um, in Cornwall. In Cornwall. In a, little in a place caravan. called Loon. Yeah. Cool. Little caravan park um, in your your dad's caravan. Yeah, and we um, live a really glamorous <laughs> life. And we both, I think we must have still been employed then. I think I think we both were still employed. Yeah, yeah. I think I was working at the bank. Yeah, we both were, and we read this book. You in your late? How old would you have been? Late twenties. I think 20s. Annabelle was very, was tiny. I think. Yeah. yeah, I was in so my early tw- early thirties, and you in your late twenties. Yeah. And we both read this book, and we were just like. Ding. Yeah. <laughs> like, what are we doing with our lives? It, it just it made so much sense, didn't it? It, it just took like the, the if you are listening to this or watching this and you are currently employed, right? Uh, the, <laughs> the we like we get it, right? We were in we were very much like in that world where it was just you get a good education, you get a good job and you work through the the hierarchy in the hope that you get you um, that you make some money, you buy a house, you get married, you have kids and you retire. Like that's that was life, right? And and everybody that we knew were in exactly the same scenario. Yeah. And we went the four hour work week and he was like it it was like, no, there's this whole other way of existence <laughs> over here. And we both, I, met, I distinctly remember us both going, what are we doing? Yeah. Like, where's, and it, it was and it's such all about an important message. Things as well, isn't it? Like, yeah. he, he describes when, um, I think it was when he was at college, he would employ um, foreign overseas workers. Yeah. Brickwork, I think it was at the time that he yeah. used. I don't think that's around anymore, but, but platforms like Fiverr, Freelancer, Upwork, all these kind of freelance type platforms that are allowed now, the, the equivalent back then, whenever this was, was Brickwork. And he would get them to write his assignments, his university assignments yeah, for yeah. him, so that, or it might have even been his school assignments, I can't remember the details, yeah. so that he was freed up to do other things. Yeah. And it, yeah, it's all about just kind of like simplifying and hacking your way through life, but not hacking sometimes has not bad cheating. connotations. Yeah. yeah, it's not cheating, it's just doing things the most time efficient optimizing way. yeah optimizing. Yeah. in fact yeah, that was his that was his whole thing for a long time wasn't it it was about he pitched himself as uh, the guy that just spends all his time trying to get optimized yeah so it's like um, how you can learn a language in four months as opposed to four years exactly and, um, yeah he became like a champion tango dancer yeah um, and a judo wasn't it judo or jiu-jitsu or yeah, something like yeah. that he got he got really like he ended up or might be wrestling. I don't know what no, it was. No, it was judo or jiu-jitsu, something like that. Yeah, he just went yeah from zero to yeah. like top in a short space of time, and yeah, it's fascinating because you just realise that all of your like, assumptions about what it takes to do anything in life. He was like, no, 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 that's not how it <laughs> yeah, works. Yeah, it's just you, that's your misconception. Yeah. this is how life it actually. And because is. that's again what you're taught, and 
uh, we mentioned it on another podcast, but Sarah Bra- Blakely yes. um, of Spanx says, if you don't know how to do something, it's a blessing yeah. because you won't go down this like predetermined, oh, you have to do this, you have to do that. And again, like we were saying about the Netflix guys, yeah. if you do things a different way, yeah. it often works out for, for the best. Don't be afraid of doing things a different way. Yeah, he's he's amazing and he, like he's got a great podcast as well i yeah, think it's the tim ferris show and it's all it's all the same type of philosophy and if he has a lot of good guests on there as well yeah and it's i think it's really important to have your assumptions about life just shaken up yeah and we both had that yeah with that book didn't yeah. we that was if, I would go as far as to say that if we both hadn't read that book, we would not be here now. Yeah, yeah. We well, that's we why it was... Create a business. I mean, we, we haven't read it for a long time, but that's why it was number three yeah. on the list, was because it had a, a, a big impact huge, on us. Huge, huge. So talking of impact, number two, haven't actually read, but we've spoken a lot about it because we did The Weekend, which is Unleash the Power Within. Yeah, yeah, we yeah. Did, Tony Robbins has just released a book version, a normal version. Has he really? Of the weekend, Tony Robbins, another episode mentioned. Which Tony is Robbins. well, I think that's really exciting because um, unleash the power within it was brilliant for us, and I completely oh, advocate yeah. it. But it is expensive, yeah. and it is obviously a commitment. You've got to go to wherever it is. They're held all over the world, but yeah. you've got to go to. They're them. a lot bigger now than when we went as well. Yeah, I think so there are a lot more people. It is a big deal, but to be able to get a taste of that. I mean, there is also a taste of it on, on Netflix. You Are Not My Guru is a, is a documentary of it, isn't it? Right. Um, but yeah, he's just released his Audible book. Um, and it's it's not a traditional book as such. It is recordings of the seminar. Right, okay. Um, oh, I didn't know that. In, in an Audible book form. It's it's an eight-hour Audible book. Is it and, really? Yeah. And I'm definitely getting Yeah, exactly. Audible. I'm really excited to listen to it as well. So it's it's um if you, if you have heard us talk about Unleash the Power Within or you have heard other people talk about it or yeah. even if you've read any of Tony's other books like Awaken the Giant I think Unleash the Power Within is a book as well isn't it maybe originally uh, he's, I would have think I don't so. know but anyway um, if you because if I think back in the day he used to just he used to get tape series yes. that then became CD series yeah. it was just him talking through yeah. uh, and we went through a phase of just consuming an enormous amount of his content yeah. because especially in challenging times exactly he's, which 2020 obviously <coughs> is for many of us um, he's great at um, just getting to the core values and what you stand for and what think what things really mean and, and what's important to you. Well, I think that's why, because uh, you joke about, we've talked about it a lot, but we have, but we haven't for a long time. But I think yeah. that's because, as you say, this year, yeah, we've kind of revisited all... a lot of his stuff, haven't we? Yeah, and to put um, the Unleashed Power within the, the experience, if you ever go to one of the events... Um, we, I booked that uh, predominantly, I booked it for both of us back in, for the beginning of 2015. Yeah. I booked it in the January for us to go there to the show in, in London on the, uh, March. On the March. Yeah. And it was, it's a four day show. And I, I booked that, um, for, if you can hear a meowing, by the way, in the background, <laughs> that's our kitten. Um, I'm just going to let her out. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> I booked uh, that thinking that it's something that, I was all right, but it would really help Kate. You know, I was really arrogant about that whole uh, principle because I was say, I don't have any hang-ups, I'm chilled. It'll just, and at the time, you had a couple of things that were really stressing you out. So yes. we were like, oh, this, this will be really useful and I'll go along with Kate and it should be fun. And I really didn't want to go. <laughs> and you really didn't want to go. 
And we turned up at Unleash the Power Women on the Thursday. And I think we won't cover it in detail today because it's, it's probably an episode in of itself. Um, but I will say this, that that event changed our lives yeah, massively. Like the decisions we made off the back of doing that four-day mm-hmm. event, the commitment we had to business, to all the things that were causing us challenges in that time, just completely catapulted us mm. into an entirely different direction. And the best way I can describe Unleash the Power Within is, if you imagine you have, you've kind of, over time, over years, your brain has got kind of all fogged up and scaled up with just a bunch of nonsense rubbish. There's some good stuff in there, but there's also, in it, there's a load of stuff that could just be de-placked, mm. right? It's like when the dentist gets rid of a load of stuff, right? <laughs> It's like your brain, your mindset and everything else has got all clogged up. What that four-day event did for us was it's like it took your brain, gave it a good old clean, got rid of all the nonsense, all the junk crap messages that you give yourself and all this yeah. kind of stuff. And then there you go, you're off again. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that's how you generally well, feel, Well, that's why it? people um, do it more than once, don't they? Yeah, and just to, we met of, some people that did some that, Some of the right? people that we talked to there, you know, they, they'd say to you, oh, how many times have you done this? And you yeah. go, not really. <laughs> did you not work on your fix? <laughs> yeah, exactly. But, but yeah. they do, they go back like every like three or four years to yeah. have their clean. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and it's like, when you think about it, it's so, it's such a, obvious thing that you should do yeah. because you do it in food with food and yeah. that. like if you eat too much junk it's like oh i really need to do a detox yeah, yeah, yeah. just it avoid detox, that and yeah, let my body sort itself out and then but you never do it with your brain yeah, yeah. and that's what up did for us i'm definitely getting that i didn't know he released the book yeah it, well so. i only learned a few days ago that you had but it's wow. um yeah it's it, for me it was more it it was what you're saying but again for, for me it was more when I left there, there was some decisions I'd been wrestling with. Yeah, well, not yeah. even decisions, but I remember you writing them down yeah, during the weekend. Yeah. Things that I knew were wrong yeah. and had been wrong for years. Yeah. That I had just accepted and squashed down and been like, "Oh well, that's the way life is," kind of thing. Yeah. Well, um, we both felt um, we both felt imprisoned yeah. by by it. Like yeah. there was no choice. Yeah, exactly. But that weekend made. <laughs> Not made me decide because I knew that, but it, it's like there was no choice anymore. I had to do yeah, the difficult thing. Yeah, yeah. I couldn't go back. It was like I'd gone through a door yes. and I, I couldn't go back anymore. Yeah, the, the jail go. cell had been opened. <clears throat> yeah. It's like, well, now you're an idiot. Yeah. You've got to walk out. Yeah, there's no way you, you can go back to the life that you had. Yes. Like now your eyes have been opened kind of thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, well, it's, it's a bit like when uh, you learn something about something or somebody that you never yeah. knew before that puts them in entirely yeah, different... Yeah, yeah, yeah context yeah. that means that they're forever it or they are forever changed yes. in your eyes yeah exactly that's what those four days yeah. do oh, it's, it? inc- it's incredibly powerful so um so yeah in that's book in book form um unleash the or an audible book form i'm assuming it's only an audible because it's the the clips from the cinemas seminar so i don't think you can read this one um but yeah on audible unleash the power within by tony robbins um and then number one drum roll <laughs> <laughs> is actually um Probably something that's not hugely heard of um, in, like a lot of these, some people are probably nodding. I'm curious as what you've chosen for number one. A lot of people are probably nodding along with some of these because they're they're quite um, popular people and, you know, Tim Ferriss and that is very well known, that kind of thing. Yeah, 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 and Tony Robbins obviously Exactly, yeah. yeah. But this one is maybe not quite so known if you, especially if you don't have a business. Um, But this is my ultimate favourite, which is the E-Myth. 
Oh, yeah, 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 great. And and, and now is called The E-Myth Revisited because it was actually written quite some time ago and it has been kind of reworked. Well, that was a book that you didn't connect with first time round, wasn't it? Was it you that didn't connect with it? And then you went for it a second time round and you were like, oh, this is... Yeah, Because you really loved the way it was narrated. Yeah, (laughs) yeah, the guy, um, Michael E. Gerber, um, or Gerber, Gerber, sorry. He, uh, it's because I'm in French, all my G's are G's. Um, he, uh, I think he reads it. I'm assuming it is him it's that reads it. Well but whoever knows. does read it is like having your granddad sat next to you, <laughs> giving you loads of life advice. It's really comforting, but at the same time, it's like you got to be doing it this way, and yeah. you're like, okay, granddad. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but I, I loved it for that, and I've got to read one uh, quote from it because this is, um, this just had. I remember I was sat in our bedroom, right, uh, in in our. I don't know, four or five houses ago. And um, and uh, and Annabelle, I think, I think I was on maternity leave. I think she was a baby. Right. So obviously I was still employed and we were building Smiley Booth at the time. And um, no, it was beyond that. Sorry. It was when Zach was little and we were absolutely up to our eyes in work. I remember that. Okay. And, yeah. yeah so, so Well, that was when it was introduced to us because yes. I think a friend yeah. of ours said... Um, we were so far at the front of our yeah, business. Yeah, that's, that's exactly it. We were in, in it, in the business. We were doing everything, especially me, because not as in you weren't working, but I mean as in I'm a control freak and try and do all yeah. the things. Well, and we were so tired. Yeah, exactly. I remember being really tired. And this friend that rec- um, introduced us, he's, he's all about systems, and but he hold he doesn't hold his punches at all. And he was like, you guys are idiots. Yeah, like, you guys I, I should just like, be... We're too tired to create a system. It just, it's, it, we'll just keep going. We'll be fine. Yeah. We'll get through it. And he was just like... <laughs> and of course, he was, he was being really blunt with us. He was like, why don't you just do that, guys? Stop being an idiot. Yeah. Do this. And it used to be... It was so insulting because he was like, don't you see we're tired? Yeah. Like, yeah. And... and um, and anyway, the e-myth um, <laughs> is basically talking, and it's partly where our franchising came from as well. Very yes, much so, yeah, yeah. Because it talks about systemizing your business, imagining you're something like McDonald's. Yeah. McDonald's would not work if all the McDonald's weren't doing exactly the same exactly, thing. Yeah. Everything is systemized to the minute detail, yeah. and that's how it works. And people don't think that you can systemize just a small current business. They think, well, yeah. why bother? And it, um, the most of the story is about this woman. I can't remember her name, and she's a baker, and she opens up a oh, bakery, yeah, yeah. Um, uh, or or like a um, cake cake bakery shop, yeah, and yeah, yeah. Uh, like a patisserie. And um, she's absolutely killing herself. She's going yeah, she in at like yeah. six in the morning, and she's cleaning everything, doing then, and she hasn't got time to hire a staff. And and this um, and the whole. Uh, I'm assuming it's a true story. I don't know if it's fictional or true, but he walks her through every yeah. step of of systemizing her business. Well, and like, she her arguments in it were the same things that exactly. we were saying. Yeah, right? I'm too tired to do that. Yeah. I don't staff won't do it as well as I do it, yeah. and all of this stuff. But he said, <laughs> and this is the. I remember exactly where I was when I read this sentence and I uh, oh sorry I was listening to her and I replayed it about eight times because I was just the penny just a hundred percent dropped I remember putting it on my social media status and everything just going Ta-da! Um, and that's why it's my number one but if your business depends on you you don't own a business you have a job because he talks about it being a technician doesn't he yes She's a yeah, yeah yeah so if your business depends on you you don't own a business you have a job and it's the worst job in the world <laughs> because you're working for a lunatic <laughs> and I was like I'm a lunatic. Yeah. I'm working for a lunatic. Yeah. I was like, 
this is so true. Yeah. And it, it changed everything. And it's why we ended up franchising because we yeah. we built the business into a system. It's why we were ultimately able to travel the world for two years yeah. and run our business yeah, because yeah. Was... the system just ran. Yeah. Um, and yeah, it's it's totally It changed wise. our entire philosophy on what it is to be in business. Absolutely. Yeah. It, I mean, to such an extent where we were so detached from the... Like if we weren't working on the business for a bigger percentage of our time rather yeah. than in, like we we actually physically recoil for if we're in a situation where we're in the front of the business for too long, we're like this is broken. Yeah. The whole. Yeah, yeah. Then, do you remember I used to say that to yeah. you with with our um, smiley booth business? As it scaled, it went it scaled really quickly. It, it went through an eighteen month period of just um, we tripled the turnover of that business within eighteen months, and we. Um, pretty much tripled the size of the staff, yeah, the whole yeah, thing. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but of course there's problems, right? So one of the problems was sometimes we didn't have enough people to do events, yeah. like enough staff. So I would have to go out and do an event. Yeah. And I used to have the biggest paddy, didn't I? <laughs> yeah. I used to be like, there's some, something's broken. If you And the, like one of the team would come to me and go, Lee, um, we're scheduling to do an event this Saturday. And I'd be like, no, you're not. You're not putting me in. And it was like, and they used to go to you, didn't they? Yeah. He's refusing to do it. <laughs> and then you'd have to talk to me. I was like, where's the break? Yeah. Where's the break in the business? Yeah. Because if you're asking me or you to be at the very front again, it yeah. means that we've not planned properly. Yeah, yeah. We've not built the business properly. Yeah. And yeah, it completely transformed everything, didn't yeah, it? Yeah, yeah. That's such a yeah. Okay, I give you that one. It should be number one. Yeah, and it? um, and there is just like a couple of the other books. Um, there is like a whole um business that has been built um by Michael Gerber around the E-Myth, the E-Myth method. They got a great um, website where yeah. you can. Uh... There's a, you, can, you can break down your business. It yeah. asks you lots of questions. Yeah, there's a there's a, a kind of watered down version which is about seventy quid a month, I think. Right. Where you can do it all yourself. Right. And then they have some obviously more expensive packages where you have a an actual Emith kind of counselor or you have a coach, Emith Emith coach. Yeah. yeah that, and they guide that does you it all with you. They go through your business and uh, and they do do like. Uh, retreats and things as well it's, yeah. it's a fantastic system um we we did the the monthly for a bit didn't we um, and rebuilt brilliant. a lot of our business I think again we that's did how... have a coach for a little bit as well i think oh, i remember yes, we reaching did. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, you're right and if if for nothing else they were great in uh, they just ask you questions that get to the point yeah it's a you can be because it's very easy to get very emotionally attached to problems in your business yeah and and to not see what the real issues are and then they'd just be like, what's this? Like, yeah. Oh, okay. uh, I mean, and that hand in hand with kind of the four hour work week for, for people mm-hmm. listening to this that are kind of solopreneurs, um, you know, freelancers, we we were very much that. And we met so many people like that because the wedding industry is just full of people like that. It's Most predominantly people are that. Yeah. Um, talented at something and then become that becomes their business. Yeah. Um, and and it, it's so hard to see the wood for the trees. And yeah, you might yeah. be listening thinking, well, that doesn't really apply to me because I, I like to be at the front end of my business doing what yeah. X, Y, and Z. That's fine if you do, if you if you like it. But I understand that's a job. But but no, not just that, but build the rest so that it runs. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, yeah. You, you can still systemize your business, um, whether you enjoy being on the front line, 
making the cakes yeah, or yeah, taking yeah. the photos or whatever it is you do you can still systemize a lot of the rest yeah um and what did you say optimize um yeah. with the four-hour work week so that so that you're enjoying it again because how many yeah. business owners did we meet and we were one of them that yeah. were just like oh god this is so hard yeah <laughs> well it became a badge of honor yeah it's like the more tired you were and the harder you were working the more it was kind of like yeah i had three hours sleep well i had two hours <laughs> yeah yeah it was and that's not healthy that's not a way to live a life no, no. absolutely not so yeah that is my my top 10 so just to run through them quickly again so um and obviously they will be on... as in the title's not the whole thing again <laughs> and obviously they will be on the the show notes on um uh, smilingentrepreneurs.com and they'll all be linked to as well uh so we have grit the power of passion and Perseverance by Angela Duckworth. Uh, we have, again, in order, uh, No Rules Rules, Netflix and the Culture of Reinvention by Reed Hastings and Erin Mayer, which I'm really looking forward to getting stuck into. The Five Second Rule by the awesome Mel Robbins, not Tony Robbins, Mel Robbins. Uh, seven, The Art, Subtle Art of Not Giving a Fuck by Mark Manson, um, who also has a weekly um, uh motherfucking monday email which is brilliant i love it um it's the only one that i actually read out of all my email newsletters um six shoe dog by phil knight i'm gonna get told off by your dad for swearing in this one aren't i yeah you are yeah <laughs> one of our listeners one. <laughs> five the obstacle is the way by ryan holiday um four um <laughs> i've always wanted to do these that number four um, <laughs> <laughs> Russell Brunson, the dot com secrets, expert secrets, and traffic secrets of so the secrets trilogy. Um, number three, the four hour work week by Tim Ferriss. Number two, unleash the power within um, in audible form by Tony Robbins. And the winner, number one, the e myth revisited by Michael E. Gerber. Cool. Ta-da. I think that wraps up episode. Uh, 20. So you still have to think. <laughs> and next Tuesday we'll have your top 10. Cool. Sounds like a plan. <laughs> right. right. Have a day. See you have tomorrow. a day. Have a day. Have a good day. <laughs> Bye.